right bitch we're gonna rock it out to the whole fucking verse man do it do it because i used to live in the south bay i used to live in the valley i lived in the fucking west side i lived on the east side everybody used to be happy but la's pretty fucking weird right now the sun is shining though yeah yeah it's something randy newman i do that i still fucking love it man we love it You know, the funniest part about this song is that you hear it, you either are listening to this podcast, or the Dodgers won, which is pretty fucking sweet, and, uh, or the Lakers won, or they're just starting the game, because they played at the beginning of Lakers game too, which is kind of weird, but uh, I love this part right here, and then we'll stop. Look at that mountain, you can see the mountains, look at those trees, <laughs> Look at that bum over there, man. He's down on his knees. Right? Look at these women. That's fucking true, man. There's some beautiful fucking women. There's some beautiful fucking women in L.A., man. Um, they're, they're, I mean, Randy Newman's right. And, he, and you know, he was a kind of, I don't know if rock star is the word, but kind of a star. So, sure, pretty good chance that he fucked a lot of them. Um, I know I did also. Um, and... Since I'm single now, I'll probably fuck some more. Um, anyway, what's going on? Welcome to my Blue Thoughts final regular season edition of my Blue Thoughts. That's right. Season's over, man. We made it. It's They say it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And uh, for the most part, they are right. It is a marathon. It's a 162-game marathon, as a matter of fact. Um just to uh, to recap some stuff really quick, like before we get into it, Dodgers, as we all know, finished atop the National League West once again. I really, really, really fucking wish that 2021 hadn't have happened and they had a fucking run of, you know, 11 straight years. But, you know, as things go, it's baseball. Got the better of the Giants in that series, but, you know, it would have been nice to have that West banner hanging every single year. And if we were a lower tier franchise, like, I don't know, say the Brewers or the Royals or a small market team like that, we'd probably have a banner hanging just for winning the West. But this is L.A., dude. We don't hang banners for division championships. We only hang banners for world championships. And... I kind of heard a debate about, you know, people that win the NBA finals or whatever. They shouldn't call themselves world champions. And you're like, um, this is the league where all the best people in the world play. 100% this is a world fucking championship. And the same thing goes for the fucking World Series, man. You get the best team from any country 
and put them against whoever ends up winning the World Series. I'm not talking all-star teams from other countries. That's a different story. I'm talking about the best regular season team. You go to the, the Caribbean League, you know, El Serie, El Caribe. You go to the fucking Nippon League. Nippon, uh, that's the Japanese league. You go to the KBO. You go to the Taiwan Professional Baseball League. You go to the Australian Professional Baseball League. Italy, you know, like, these are the best guys, dude, okay? These are the world fucking champions. Dodgers only hang world championship banners at Dodger Stadium. Okay, we've got seven. We're going to make it eight. I'm pretty confident in that, dude. I, uh, you know, I... They they were out of the gate this season. Well, let, let's just wrap it up really quick. Like they, they they won the West, obviously. They finished with a hundred wins exactly, which is basically what I predicted. I predicted ninety five to a hundred, and yes, that's a big range. But a lot of people had them barely winning ninety games. Fucking Ben Verlander, fucking cocksucker had them barely making the wild card in the Padres and how he wants to act like his postseason predictions are so good. Bitch, you had the fucking Padres who didn't even make the fucking playoffs winning the West, dude. Get the fuck out of here, Ben Verlander. Eat a dick, okay? But I hope you're fucking Alex Curry because she's pretty hot. Fun story about Alex Curry. Um, I mean, it's not a fun story. It's just a story, but... My ex-girlfriend, not my most recent ex-girlfriend, but my girlfriend before that. Um, we'll leave the names out of it, but she went to high school with Alex Curry. And, you know, my ex-girlfriend was a model. I say was because she's not modeling anything anymore unless they call her up for a torrid ad, if you know what I'm saying. And if you don't know what torrid is, that's okay. Um, I'm an asshole. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, she went from fucking Fredericks of Hollywood and, and bikini modeling to maybe getting a job with Torah. That's funny, dude. Um, or Lane Bryant. Is Lane Bryant? Is that the fat story? Never mind. Um, so she went to high school, Miracosta High School, with Alex Curry. And she hated her. I don't know why. I think she was just jealous. Now, I met Alex Curry. She used to work out at my gym thought she was pretty hot back then she's you know i think she's married now or whatever um you know between me and you alex curry put on a few pounds not as hot as she used to be but then again so did my ex so you know it is what it is people gain weight nothing wrong with gaining weight okay check out matt kemp more like fat kemp right you know what i'm saying <laughs> um that's a running joke i have i love you matt kemp but you put on some pounds let's be honest um so did Jock Peterson. Fuck, when I saw Jock. Now, Jock's always been a little bit bigger, especially like his last couple years in L.A. But seeing him in a Giants uniform, that big bright orange thing, like he looked like an orange, if I'm being honest. Um, a big plump orange or maybe those like one of those big tangelo kind of things. <laughs> like that's what fucking died. Why am I fat shaming people? I don't know, dude. Anyway, um, Ben Berlin, there's no dick. That's the moral of that rant. Anyway. Shocker, he picked the Astros to win the World Series. Fuck off, Ben Verlander. Okay. Um, but the Dodgers finished with 100 wins. And I swear to goodness, uh, if Dave Roberts doesn't win Manager of the Year, 
you fucking know that this shit's fixed. Now, um, one could make an argument. One. One could make an argument that Skip Schumacher over in Florida or Miami, whatever you want to fucking call it, could be for getting his team into the playoffs, you know. Um, that's really... That's really the only option. You know, the Phillies are supposed to be really good, and they're in the playoffs. Um, D-backs, you know, everyone thought that they were going to be the fucking, the breakout team, and, and, and they snuck into the playoffs. So maybe you give maybe you give it to Troy Lavola, but no one, no one was really surprised. I think the surprise team, at least in the National League, is the Marlins. I think. If you don't agree, that's okay. These are my blue thoughts. You don't have to agree with them. That's how that works. You see how we do that? Um, I think that uh, it should be worth mentioning that the Dodgers, despite the fact that everybody finished, everybody predicted, all the experts predicted the Dodgers to maybe win the wild card, maybe, that they finished 16 games in front of Arizona. You heard that right. 16 games. The Padres, 18 games. You know, it's like the third year that we finished like 10 games or more ahead of the Padres. Giants, you know, weren't an awful team, you know, 21 games behind, but they came back down to earth. You know, I I, I, I knew 2020. I don't know. Why do I keep saying 2000? You know why? Because I'm still kind of getting used to the 20s. You say 2019 or 2019. 2018 like but when you get into the 20s it's just like 2020 it just sounds fucking weird dude we're old i know it's crazy uh but just you know so many experts were proved wrong once again the dodgers don't get any love and you know to be honest dave roberts probably isn't going to get manager of the year just because of the east coast bias like I said, it'll probably be Skip Schumacher. I like Skip. Remember, he was with the Dodgers for a second. He looks like David Beckham. I swear. Look at a picture of Skip Schumacher, and then look at a picture of David Beckham. Um, Dodgers finished with the third best record in MLB. Orioles fucking played great this season. You know, they're with the second best record. So the Dodgers have to hope. Actually, it doesn't fucking matter, dude. Home field advantage or not, doesn't fucking matter. What matters is they win 11 games. They won 100 in the regular season. Awesome. But what matters is that they win the next 11 games. They don't have to win 11 in a row, although that would make things much more, uh, much less stressful. But they have 11 victories to, to obtain. And that's it, dude. I don't, I don't think that that's very much to ask you know there's something about this team you know seven walk-off wins you know there's all these stats you know when they get it and they score first you know they got this crazy record I don't even know what it is um, but just a team like they're a team not a super team, you know, although we do have our stars, the Dodgers are a team. You know, you, you think about the fact that 
over the course of the season, you're going to use your 40-man roster. You're going to utilize your 40-man roster. And if there's any team in MLB that knows how to utilize the 40-man roster, it's the Dodgers. You know, they change things with the with the IL and everything, they used to have the 10 day, you know, for a minute and you can manipulate that with pitchers and whatnot. And, you know, the Dodgers would do that sometimes, but the Dodgers, you know, you, you, you're not going to get through a whole season without dipping into your minor league system. And the Dodgers year after year, despite the fact that they spend money, they are, you know, right there also with one of the top farm systems in the league every year. And that just goes, you know, that, that that's a shout out to the front office, Andrew Friedman, um, you know, everybody from everybody, all the people that you don't know, you know, I don't even fucking know anybody. <laughs> like, I, I don't know everybody. Um, I can tell you this, though. You know, if people want to say the Dodgers have to buy championships and blah, blah, blah. So let's just check this out. The top three, we could even take it a step further. The, the we'll, we'll, t we'll start with this. The top three payrolls in MLB. Are you ready? New York Mets <laughs> at $353 million. <laughs> Hold on. I just that's funny to me. It's funny to me. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to laugh, but that's fucking funny to me. Three hundred and fifty three million dollar payroll and they finished thirteen games under five hundred and twenty nine games out of first place. The number two payroll in MLB, can you guess? You guessed it, New York Yankees. Didn't have a bad season, if I'm being honest. Didn't have a bad season. They just didn't have as good of a season as three other teams in their division. You know, they're getting beat up by the Orioles, the Rays, and the Blue Jays. And, you know, that's that's what it is. If they were in the National League, they would have came close to a wild card. But they don't. So, they... You know, they play in one of the more competitive divisions this year. And I don't know if it's that they're more competitive or that all of the other teams, like in the Central and the West, were shitty because there's a lot of teams under 500 in uh, in the American League more than there are in the National League. In the National League, you have one, two. I'm looking at it right now. One, two, three, four, five, six teams under 500 and in the American League you have one two three well four or five never mind no six I'm sorry no five one two three four five six so it's the same actually but the bad teams in the American League are really fucking bad you're looking at the White Sox and the Royals. They both lost 100 games. The A's lost 100 games. The Angels, sorry, Eric and Evan, lost 89 games. Fired their manager. Why are you firing the manager, dude? You need to fire your fucking owner. Sell the team, dude. Stop paying off city officials for fucking inside scoop on leasing the stadium. and what, so what a fucking mess, dude. What a fucking mess. 
perfect example though. Oh, let me let me tell you who the top the, the number three payroll is. San Diego Padres. So you're looking at, you know, I've talked about it. I was upset in the offseason. Some of you guys were probably upset in the offseason that the Dodgers didn't go out and make a big splash. Oh, by the way, the Angels, number six payroll. <laughs> Not in the postseason. So you're looking at it and you're saying, okay, they didn't go out and make a big splash. But here they are, and they have the third best record. Where are the Orioles in all of this? Holy shit, they have the 29th fucking lowest payroll. <laughs> wow. That's that's a fucking that's everybody getting fucking good at the same time, dude. That's what that is. So what a fucking great job of scouting and good job with the front office and whatnot. Good for you. But you know, it just goes to show you like money doesn't necessarily mean championships. You hope you know, you hope that your team goes out and spends the money and those players pay dividends, but you just don't know, you know? Um, but to go back to my point, I've watched this team all season. You know, I, I was very critical when they came out the gate a little sluggish and they hit a skid and, you know, they were losing three out of four against the D-backs and, you know, losing series against the Giants, and, you know, it, it did not look, they had the the second worst bullpen in MLB, and then they go and fucking, as they do, take a flyer on a guy named Ryan Brazier. Did you know who he was? I didn't. Never fucking heard of the guy, okay? Never fucking heard of the guy Dodgers get him he's got a fucking ERA of like five when the Dodgers trade for him he's a nobody with the Red Sox doing nothing and then lo and behold the Dodgers go out and make a fucking deal his ERA was 7.29 when he was with Boston. And Mark Pryor or the fucking nerds in the front office are like, ah. God damn it. Hold on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, that was an accident. <laughs> um. They go out and get this guy. Like I said, nobody hears, nobody knows who he is. 7.29, you're like, okay. And since he was with the Dodgers, pitched in 39 games with an ERA of 0.7, dude. Okay. An ERA of 0.7. 38 strikeouts, 38 innings, 38 and two thirds innings, sorry. Um, and since the Dodgers picked him up, they had the best bullpen in baseball like those are numbers that you cannot argue was it just because of him I don't think so but something clicked you know it, it just like hitting is contagious you know pitching can be contagious if you got one guy in the bullpen that's coming up and stepping up and fucking you know doing doing things and, and shutting the team down 
then everybody else is like, hey, guys, I, I, I got to contribute too, you know. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, Bruce Star Gratterall is pitching fucking lights out. He's one of the best relievers in MLB. 1.2 ERA. So now you got two guys that are fucking going in there, shutting the opposition down. Then you got guys like Joe Kelly, who we pick up. You got guys like Caleb Ferguson, that's a that's an opener, that's a long man that comes in, you know, to face a tough lefty in the seventh or eighth. He's fucking pitching well. Then you have, you know, Evan Phillips, who wasn't the closer at the beginning of the year. You know, they were kind of doing it by committee, which maybe also could have been why, you know, the bullpen wasn't doing what it was supposed to do because there weren't any defined roles for the most part, but he's got an ERA of 2.05. So you got those guys right there between Brazier, Ferguson, fucking Gratterall, and Evan Phillips. You've got a six-inning game. I mean, really, you go, you got a five-inning game. Caleb Ferguson might give up a jack here and there, but I'm not, I didn't even mention Joe Kelly, you know, and Alex Vesia, who's been great since they brought him back up. The Dodgers figured it out. Oh, and by the way, you're going to have some combination of Yarbrough, fucking Grove, Sheehan coming out of the bullpen, you know, to eat up some innings. Like, you know, we, we go into this postseason with a rotation that doesn't look anything like it looked at the beginning of the season. You've got one starter in the rotation that was on your opening day roster as far as being a starter. When you went into the season, you were looking at Julio, Kershaw, fucking Tony Gonsolin was coming back, Dustin May, and then you had somebody that was going to fill out that fifth spot. You had Noah Syndergaard. Uh, now all you got left from that is Kershaw. But Bobby Miller has stepped up. Bobby Miller, to me, is the pitching MVP. He's pitched more this season than he has in any season prior. And he only seems to be getting better. He, uh, you know, I, I, I was lucky enough. I, I know I talked about this last year, last, last year. But, you know, I was lucky enough to get to see him pitch in... Uh, in, tr in double A last year, that was the game where I fucking ate too many edibles and threw up th for the first six innings in Tulsa. But, you know, I saw that swag and I saw the stuff right up close and personal and I knew he was going to do good things. And, you know, he started off a little rocky and inconsistent. But his last few starts, man, you know, seven innings, seven innings. The last game that he pitched, they gave him a little... uh you know, just a little tune-up, so he only threw four innings, but he uh, he has shown that he's going to be a force to be reckoned with in the postseason. I, you know, I, I was talking to some of my friends today. I have friends, and, you know, the reason that got me thinking, I was kind of already thinking it, but um, I was at the gym, shocker, and they were showing, it was on Fox, I guess, Fox Sports, some Fox channel, maybe, it could have been MLB, I honestly don't know, but they were playing old, like, World Series games, and they were, 
showing uh before that they were showing the series between the Marlins and the Cubs back in 2003 the Bartman series we guys we all remember that and you know everyone wants to talk about how the Cubs choked and blah 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 and they kind of did but they were up three games to one like and you got Pryor and fucking Wood like come on dude you know <laughs> um and but the Marlins had fucking young stud pitchers that season Brad Penny, Josh Beckett, you know, Carl Pavano, these guys that were just fucking innings eaters, and they threw the ball right fucking by you, dude, they went after you, and if you remember Beckett, you know, Beckett carried the Marlins to that World Series, he was this young fucking flamethrower from Texas, just fucking here it is, kind of like a young Roger Clemens, and that's what Bobby Miller feels like to me, like when you have guys like that, think about how great Walker Bueller has been in the playoffs for the Dodgers. That motherfucker steps up and delivers in the postseason. And he doesn't have those clunkers like like Kershaw did, you know, back. You know, I love Kershaw, but you know, he had some clunkers in the playoffs before. Um, I was at a couple of them, or I was at one of them for sure. God damn it, I was at the one against the Nationals. Oh God, fucking Juan Soto. Ugh. And then the Cardinal ones in 2013 and 14, just, oh, God damn it, Kershaw. But, you know, he redeemed himself. He, 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 he learned, shut up. Um, be quiet. Fucking dog. That's what Bobby Miller seems like to me. That's what Emmett Sheehan feels like to me. That's what Ryan Pepio feels like to me. And if you don't think like the young, the other guy now, I don't even know if all these guys are gonna make the roster. I think, I think Pepio is a lock. Obviously, Miller's a lock. He's already starting game two. Doc said, um, you know, the Sheehan. I think stuff-wise, that's the kind of arm you want either as a you know starter with a quick hook in game three or four. Or fucking piggyback off of someone like a Lance Lynn, let's say. Um, even though he is prone to the long ball, I think in a game three, if the Dodgers are up two games to none, look for Lance Lynn to be that game three starter and just have whoever just ready with a quick hook. Like I said, either Yarborough or a Sheehan or maybe even a Pepio. One of those guys fucking comes in piggybacks off of him and that's it the Dodgers sweep whoever they fucking end up playing that first round um, but the young guys and you could I mean you could even put Brazier up there you know you could put Hurt up there I could I could see a situation where the Dodgers fucking let him I mean he, he had the highest strikeout rate in, in the minor league baseball they got a couple workouts I'm so fucking bummed that I'm flying out on Wednesday I guess they're opening the, the workout to, like, season ticket holders. <laughs> but I gotta feel like if you just showed up and fucking tried to go, like, they gotta let people in, right? I don't know, but... I'm not gonna be here. I'm flying out on Wednesday, and God damn it, if the fucking Rays game isn't at 3 o'clock on Wednesday. I'm, I'm flying to Tampa on Wednesday... 
I'm 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 really flying out a day early just so I don't have to fucking stress out about uh, getting there at you know I think I'm getting there at four, um, in the afternoon and if I'm flying in the day of, you know I, I don't want to take a five hour or might even be longer than that flight, you know and then get my bags and all that and then have to go and check into my hotel and you know it's just easier and I can relax a little bit more to get in the day early. But the plan was to go to the game. I was hoping it'd be at night, and it's a fucking 3 o'clock game, Tampa Bay time. But there's also a 3 o'clock game on Thursday, so I think I'm going to go to the game on Thursday. I just might have to leave early. I hope nothing fucking historic happens, because that's going to be fucking weird. But anyway, um, otherwise I'd be here Wednesday going to the workout with the Dodgers. But um, just really quick, like... Before we even get into my predictions and everything, just, again, what a great season. You know, the Dodgers, I think, for all of us, exceeded expectations. I thought this was a soft rebuilding year, you know, so they could reset the luxury tax. And that, that is what they did, you know. They, they reset the luxury tax so that they could go and sign Otani, maybe, and offer him whatever ungodly amount of money, um... So we'll see how that turns out, even though he's not even going to pitch next year. I still like the Dodgers' rotation next year. You know, they're going to have, you know, Dustin May is going to come back at some point earlier in the season. Uh, Gonsolin's pretty much out for the year next year. So you have you have Bobby Miller, fucking front and center dude, big game Bobby, coming off of his World Series MVP performance you don't think he's gonna come out with a big dick next year and then walker bueller fucking one and two those guys dude show me a better one two stuff wise than walker bueller and fucking bobby miller show me one then you have i mean (laughs) i think it's the i think it's this dude i think if the dodgers win the world series clayton goes out john elway style i think if they don't win the world series he knows what they have coming back, and he comes back and makes it official. This is my last year, no matter what. Bam. I think. I don't know what the Dodgers pay him, and that's if that's the case, but that's what I see. And then you got, like I said, you got a Pepio. You have fucking, you know, somebody they can go sign. You can bring Yarbrough back. You know, they, they, they had the Dodgers. Pitching is not going to be in. I say this and watch fucking. I'm not even going to put it out there, but the Dodgers pitching staff looks great for next year already, is all I'm saying. (laughs) Maybe they bring Julio back. Doubt it. They took all the murals off. Isn't that so unfortunate, dude? Julio, I mean, he might be done forever. He might be Trevor Bauer at this point and just fucking play in Mexico and, you know, shove it up to the U.S. when, I mean, he could go overseas maybe. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I think it would take... I, I think there's there's a lot of issues that the Dodgers have, and they've taken them off all, you know, the murals and everything, and the jerseys are fucking half price, and it's, it's very sad because I will never forget the moment that he gave all of us, you know, getting that third out in the World Series and how huge he was in that postseason, you know, either starting... Or coming out of the bullpen and closing because Kenley Jansen was shaky, and you know, like I, like I always said, you know, people people forget that. I mean, 
they don't forget per se, but like Kenley Jansen was the closer. But I always said like no one's gonna fucking care who closed the game as long as the Dodgers win the World Series and they fucking won the World Series and Julio was on the mound and he will always be remembered for that. The little squat that he did and you know, just all of that, like it's like I said, it's a memory that you know, no one's ever gonna take away from us, but kind of unfortunate. For Dodger fans, because I think L.A. was the perfect fit for him. And, you know, with just the Mexican population and everything, maybe he finds his way in San Diego. I, I don't know, dude. Like I said, he might get Trevor Bauer and just blackballed and never play in the big leagues again. I don't know. I know Marcelo Soon is back in the big leagues, so, I mean, <laughs> I guess he didn't hit the girl. He was going to hit the girl, and I don't know, dude, but we'll see. But... Before we get into my predictions, I kind of already went into them, but let's just go with some awards for this season. Uh, Co-MVP, obviously, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, fucking Freddie Freeman coming a homer short of hitting 30 home runs and coming a double short of 60 doubles, like, just fucking, he's one of those players where now Mookie Betts I always knew was fucking great. I wished he was a Dodger. He wasn't. He killed us in the World Series. I coveted him and then lo and behold the Dodgers fucking go out and make a deal for him a couple years ago. He's become my favorite Dodger since. Okay. Um he was a superstar. He just got just god-given athletic ability and he works, man. You know, he went to driveline in the offseason. Everybody knows driveline for you know, for pitchers, but, you know, the the science behind hitting is, is there now, and so he went there, and they were basically, the consensus was like, you're, you're good, you just gotta put on some more muscle so you don't break down, and, you know, looking back, that's probably also why he played second so much this season, it kept his legs fresher, he didn't have to run all the way out to right field all those innings, he got to just run his second base, which is, not far at all and that keeps you fresh over the course of the season he put on muscle and he fucking hit 39 home runs dude he came a homer short of getting 40 and i know they were both him and freddie were trying to get those milestones that last game against the giants and they couldn't get him it's just a lot of pressure but god what great seasons they have mvp fucking mvp co-mvp they're gonna give it to okuna as a whole because he stole 70 bases which is fucking great um, you know, I think Ricky Henderson's single season record of 134 is safe, but 70 in this day and age is a lot of fucking stolen bases, and I think they're only going to get higher because of how the game has changed, but those are my co-MVPs. Uh, pitching MVP, kind of mentioned earlier, but Bobby Miller. Bobby Miller, who wasn't on the opening day roster, we knew that eventually he'd get a shot, what we didn't know was that the Dodgers would have no choice but to give him a shot and just leave him up in the big leagues because they had no other options. So whether he feasted or famined, they were going to fucking just run with it, as you can see by them, you know, keeping guys like Pepio up, you know, once he finally got back from injury, Sheehan, Michael Grove, Gavin Stone, all those guys that got plenty of opportunities to showcase what they could do, but... Bobby Miller has basically, I don't want to say the ace, because, you know, 
kind of now because Julio and Walker are not here. You know, Kershaw's kind of <laughs> defaulted back to that. But stuff-wise, dude, Bobby Miller's that fucking ace. And that's the kind of stuff that misses bats in the postseason. And that's the kind of guy you want. Big dick, just fucking throwing it out there. Kind of bummed he's not fucking Taylor Swift anymore, but whatever. Um, rookie of the year, it's also a tie between James Outman and Bobby Miller. Uh, I think they're going to give it to fucking, what's his name? Fucking dude in the Diamondbacks, Carroll, Corbin Carroll, that is his name. Uh, right? Is that his fucking name? Um I think uh, I'd be surprised if Alvin gets it, but what a great season he had. I don't know if you guys remember, maybe you do, but you know, last season when they brought him up and he, you know, was kind of doing well the first week or so, you know, kind of knew that he wasn't going to keep doing well. Like, I knew he wasn't going to play at the clip he was playing at, you know, he was on pace to hit like 40 home runs or whatever over the course of a 162 game season. But, you know, I said, I don't know what episode it was, but you can go back. It might even have been at the beginning of this season, but I said that he reminded me of like a Robin Ventura type. I don't think he hits like Robin Ventura. Their stance is completely different and he's faster, you know, he's more athletic, but stats wise, that he's a guy that's going to get you, you know, 20, 25 home runs, hit about 280, which didn't really do that this year. But, you know, he's growing, he's learning, um, and get about 75, 80 RBIs. Like, that's a solid player. A, a big reason why the Dodgers are where they are, because up and down the lineup, you have big league hitters. Yes, you have your superstars, but you have the guys, you have your J.D. Martinez's. Oh, and by the way, Last week, I talked about the Dodgers having the potential of having four players with 100 RBI. It was the first time ever I was right. And I didn't even have anything to control. Hey, shut up! Fucking A, dog. Um, do you know I'm in the fucking studio trying to record a podcast, dude, and you're over here barking like a fucking retard? Um, historic, dude. Four fucking players with 100 RBIs. We just missed having four players with 30 home runs, but just remarkable. And J.D. Martinez, for being hurt, you know, for a few weeks, still putting up 30 home runs, still putting up 100 RBIs, you know, betting on himself. He wanted to win, took a little less money to be on a winning team. And whether he, I mean, it really just depends on what, what Otani does, right? The Dodgers sign Otani. And there's not a spot on the roster for JD next season. If they sign Otani, yep, JD is going to get paid somewhere. Probably go to the Angels. I don't know. Maybe he wants to go to a pennant contending team, and that's not going to be the Angels. But um, my surprise for the year, I already talked about him, but Ryan Brazier, dude. Ryan Brazier, who came out of nowhere, a fucking a trade that nobody fucking noticed anything about. And. He's been one of the best relievers in Major League Baseball since the Dodgers acquired him. Um, but I'll also give it to Jason Hayward. Now, you guys might be surprised. When he got signed, you know, you know, my buddy Juan, you know, we have a nice little text exchange. But, 
you know, I wasn't really excited because I wanted the big signing. But when they signed him, and Juan can quote me on this, you can, I, I got fucking screenshots, dude. And I told you guys, Juan, uh, Jason Hayward trains with Tim Grover, who was, I don't want to say, I mean, I guess I could, I could text him if I wanted to and ask him something, but dude's fucking like, probably way too famous for me now. I don't know. He might big league me. I don't know. We'll see. But, you know, you train Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, Dwayne Wade, fucking a lot of high profile basketball players. And he trains athletes, too. And I know Jason was working with him in the last couple of years, trying to get himself back from injury and whatnot. And I, and I said, I said, Jason Hayward, dude, you know, anyone that trains with him, I fucking I'll bet on those guys. And he's turned around 269, you know, off the bench in a platoon role, 15 home runs with one of the highest OPSs he's ever had in his career. He's only had two seasons where it was higher. Um, just exactly what the Dodgers needed as far as production from, you know, a fourth or fifth outfielder, exactly what they needed from veteran leadership, you know, exactly what they needed with grit. A guy that's going to step up and say something. A guy also, if shit went down, Jason Hayward's fucking, I ain't fighting Jason Hayward, dude. That's He's not the big fucking dude, you know? Um, so he gets my surprise award. Not that I'm surprised, but I think a lot of, he surprised a lot of people. And, you know, maybe he comes back next year to be a fourth or fifth out, outfielder again. Let's not look past this year, though. Um, but he's going to get paid somewhere. He's not going to get a huge deal, but, you know, there's always going to be. I think him and Freddie, you know, they're best friends. So I think we have dibs on him first. Uh, the Grid Award, David Peralta. Again, another veteran signing. I think the Dodgers kind of got him just as a safety clause. They needed another left-handed bat. They weren't sure what Jason Hayward was going to give him. So they knew they'd get major league quality at bats. Fucking, that's what you want, dude. You don't want a guaranteed out. The Dodgers up and down the lineup they give you major league at bats no matter who it is they give you major league at bats you know that that's what's going to happen hang on you know like I said we don't need the superstars you know, we got embarrassed in the playoffs last year, and there, we had superstars, but there was some fight missing. The Dodgers were just too good. They are almost too good for their own good last year. This year, not predicted to win the West. They win the West. Not predicted to win the World Series. I think they're the third or fourth. They, they got, they've got the Braves and the Astros in the power rankings as far as the teams that they, the experts, quote-unquote, think are going to advance. Um, but my grid award goes to David Peralta, just fucking grinding at bats out, fouling off pitches, you know, playing solid defense. And let's not even talk about how, you know, the Dodgers, you know, while I think the strategy, like we talked about partially was to keep Mookie fresh and his legs fresh. I think a part of it too was, okay, well, we have a gold glove the best right fielder in Major League Baseball. But when you put Jason Hayward out there, you have a guy that's won gold gloves himself. So you're not losing a t you're losing a little bit, 
but you're not losing a ton. You know, there, how many times in the years past did we see, you know, I'm just trying to think of some of the guys that fucking the Dodgers brought up over the last couple years when someone went down with an injury and we're just like, get this guy. Fucking, I mean, remember Gavin Lux, dude, you know, poor fucking guy. You know, they needed his bat in the lineup and fucking they put him in the outfield and it was a fucking disaster. You know, like not everyone can play the outfield, dude. So when you have a gold glove outfielder that is going to play some second base and you're like, oh, we'll just put another gold glove outfielder out there. That's fine. But Peralta, same thing. He's a gold glove outfielder, too. Like the, the Dodgers are a great fucking defensive team. They don't make a lot of errors. Uh, like I said, Rookie of the Year, James Outman. Those are my awards for the Dodgers season. And again, even though I know he doesn't do the managing, like in the traditional terms, um, Dave Roberts for leading this team through the injuries and all the fucking, you know, turmoil and drama with Julio and everything. And they're right where they are every season. So, um, Postseason predictions, like I said, I think Bobby Miller. I, I'm I, I just I just have this feeling, dude. It's Josh Beckett all over again. I think he has a coming out party. I think Pepio also right there behind him. I think they're gonna push each other. Pepio's got great stuff, dude. Like Bobby Miller hits a hundred, but Pepio's right there in ninety five, ninety six. And in the postseason with the adrenaline pumping, you know. Pepeo got a taste of the big leagues last year, you know, so that's going to pay dividends. And I just, I don't know, man, like they don't have the star power, but they have that, that fight, that grit. And so with that being said, despite what fucking Ben Verlander's bitch ass thinks, I'm going to give you my major league predictions for the postseason. Um, call me crazy. Even though I'm going to be in Tampa this weekend, sorry if anybody in Tampa is listening to this, but I got the Rangers coming out on top in this series. Even though the Rays have home field, I just, I don't know, something tells me the fucking Rangers are going to do it. Uh, I've got the Blue Jays over the Twins. I just think they have better pitching than the Twins do. Um, the Blue Jays kind of made it to the postseason last year. I feel like that's going to be that. I've got... The Phillies, you know, the Marlins are a great story, but I've got the Phillies. You know, they made it to the NLCS last year. I think they'll be not. Let me just get to my prediction. I got the Phillies over the Marlins, and I have the Brewers over the D-backs. I just think I just don't think the D-backs are quite there yet. Next year, maybe, but I don't think they're there yet. So, in the ALDS. Orioles, Rangers, I just, something about the Orioles, man, they're playing well, I have them right there, I have the Astros knocking off the Blue Jays, and then I have the Phillies knocking off the Braves, dude, that's right, you heard it here first, fuck the experts, the Braves pitching staff is, is in as many shambles, if not more shambles, than the Dodgers pitching staff is, starting pitching staff anyway, so, I think the Phillies coming off of fucking, you know, beating the Marlins. I think they're going to play another division foe, and I think they're going to come out on top. And I say the Dodgers fucking probably sweep the Brewers, if I'm being honest. 
Even though they're going to be a little rusty like they were last season, I think they're going to fucking win. Then you got Orioles, Astros, Phillies, Dodgers, a rematch of 2008 and 2009 NLCS. And, uh, yeah, dude, I'm manifesting this shit. Dodgers, Astros in the World Series. And the Dodgers have home field advantage. Let's fucking go. That means Petey gets to potentially go to a game in Houston and maybe get to go to a game in L.A. We'll see how much money we make this weekend. <laughs> Buy my merch. Hopefully everyone buys my fucking merch. It's all about the merch. I didn't sell shit this past weekend. I sold three t-shirts because I had... You want you want to hear something? Uh, so this is not baseball related. Thursday I had four people at my show. <laughs> Friday, I had eight people at my show, and then Saturday, I had like 20 people at my show, so 32 people total, I sold three shirts, so let's hope more people come out this weekend in Tampa Bay, um, which is where I'll be, I'll be at Side Splitters Comedy Club headlining all weekend, Thursday through Saturday, and then the following weekend, uh, October 13th and 14th, I will be in Little Rock, Arkansas, headlining the joint. Um, and that's that, you guys. Let's go. Uh, I'll be back to preview the NLDS matchup that I predicted, Dodgers versus Brewers. But maybe I'll be wrong. Who knows? Um, I submitted my picks, though. So let's hope I win $50,000 and then I won't be in debt anymore. <laughs> but anyway, guys, uh, thanks for listening. Like I said, this is the final regular season edition of My Blue Thoughts. I will talk to you guys in a few days, right before the a, the NLDS. We love it. Six Street. Oh fuck! I jumped the gun. Six Street.